The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. What is going on, my Ghost Squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 317. We are live on YouTube, as always, streaming to over 150 countries worldwide. If you're out there in the live chat, go ahead and say something. We don't know that you're out there unless you do. If you're watching in replay or listening in podcast form, the conversation does not have to stop. Go ahead and utilize that comment section below. Let us know. You know how crappy we are, and how much you hate listening and watching this. That's all cool. I, I, it's 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 what it is. It's what it is. If you are listening in podcast form, we ask you to rate, share, and review. If you are in podcast form, you probably know what that means, and that does help the algorithms, if you will. If you want to call or text into the show, yes, you can call or text into the show. Utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends Rod and Shelly Gates over at Aegis Gun Care. That number is 530-364-4678. This is the time that I typically talk about the Veteran Crisis Hotline. And then, uh, if you haven't watched the latest edition of the Jarhead podcast, um, then you may not know. So I'm not going to promote the Veteran Crisis Hotline right now. We're still working on some stuff, trying to figure out what the hell's going on with those people. What I will say is if you were a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole, you're in the darkness, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I could probably be a pretty good ear, and I could probably get you in touch with someone that can help. Um Remember two things. You are not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers out here that are willing and able to help you in any way possible. And two, the world's a much better place with you in it. So if you don't want to call me or anyone else, uh, but you are looking for some help, um, find somebody. Find someone to talk to, whether it's a, a brother, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, whether it's a complete stranger, whether it's a doctor. Find someone to talk to. Um I'm going to leave it right there for now because I'm still trying to figure out what the hell's going on with the Veteran Crisis Hotline. I'm a little pissed off about them right now. But anyways, it is what it is. We are spotlighting, as always, the United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title United States Marine, see the website marines.com. And as always, we are a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Go check out all your pro, your favorite pro gun, pro 2A podcasts over at selfdefenseradio.net. Let's take this off of my ugly mug and bring in these yahoos. Um, Simper Pie. What a great shirt, man. What a great shirt. Simper Pie from Anderson Manufacturing, our brother from another mother. Um Mr. Simper Pie, we're going to get into some stuff. He's he's been doing some cool shit next week. Uh, but from Anderson Manufacturing, good friend Kyle, what's up, homie? 
Not much, Ghost. Hey, thanks for having me on. As always, as always. You <laughs> have a pretty special week next week going on, don't you? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, That's get awesome. To reunite with uh, some of my Marines, and we're going to do a week of deer hunting in Northeast Ohio. Whoop, whoop. Undisclosed is... location. Absolutely. Uh, hey, OPSEC, baby, OPSEC. Uh, <laughs> but that's uh, that's awesome. I'm really happy for you. I know that you. it's probably been a while since you see some of the guys, and uh, we have a special time for you for sure. No yeah, doubt. I'm stoked. Um, let's see here. Uh, from the weirdest state in the union, the only state that has four letters but takes two people to spell it out. Chris from the 740. What's up? Oh, man. Crazy last three weeks. I'm just glad to be back on here. So thank you for the invite. You got it. You got it. Um, you have uh, been a little busy. Uh, maybe. And I, especially, I, I would imagine like this time of year for your business is probably a pretty busy one to begin with, isn't it? It's, it's kind of average. It kind of slows down a little bit because people are starting to not want to spend money because they need it all for Christmas. So they, um, but then like after Thanksgiving, it'll get crazy and there'll be a lot of stuff. The frozen pipes. Be, yeah. The yeah. frozen pipe season's coming, isn't it? Yep. So yeah, yeah we, uh, things are finally back to normal and, uh, just, it was, it was rough for a couple of weeks there. There you go. Uh, well, I mean, those are what make the good times even better, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I hear you. Well, I'm glad to have you back, bud. Thank you. Uh, riding shotgun, unfortunately, as always, this is the guy that we send him the wrong link. Sometimes we don't send him links at all, and he still shows the hell up. I don't understand. But from the great state of Texas, the tactical virus, I mean, uh, Leprechaun himself. What's up, Clover? What's up, YouTube? What's up, everybody? Yeah, what's up, YouTube? What's up, everybody? How's how's uh, Sig doing? You like Sig? Sig's, Sig's pretty good company. Oh man, Sig! Sig disrespects me. I'm mm. like Sig. I understand. I feel, I feel, I feel Chicago Mike's pain out there, man. It's horrible. I understand. I understand. It's horrible. I understand. Like Sig's owned by the man, I guess. I don't That's know. right. You know, I, don't I, I buy don't a don't buy a man. I know that. So I, whether or not he's the man, I I don't know. I get it. Well, apparently this is a dumpster fire, you know. So I, I you know, I, I can't believe that someone who calls this a dumpster fire actually continues to show up. So um, you don't have to be here, bro. If it's a dumpster fire, don't have to be here. So um, there you go. There you go. There you go. Got People got to show up and point fingers. You know, makes them feel special. Makes them feel something. Makes feel something. Feel uh, what's what's our shotgun of the week, man? You know, I just dropped another video with the Spandau Target earlier. Spandau Ballet? Is it? But the Spandau. The Spandau. You, why, the, the, why didn't you the put the Spandau, Spandau Ballet? Like, why didn't you put that song in the video? That would have been amazing. Well, that's probably true. But uh, I was thinking about it. Eventually, I'm going to shoot the Spandau and the Spandex. I think that would be entertaining. I know this much. That's Spandau Ballet, maybe. Maybe some spandex leggings or something. I, I mean, I'd pay good money to see you in spandex leggings. I've got to find some spandex leggings. I think if I can find some. Oh, spandex I can find leggings, some for you. I can find some for you. See on the butt. 
Um, and then uh, I can definitely find Spandau, Spandau in spandex. That video would be epic. It would be epic. You, but anyway, you would need, well, if, if that's the case, then I think oh. we just found our new drummer for our, our, our air band, Air Air Supply. I think that uh, spandex true. playing Spandau Ballet in Air Air Supply, I think that can happen. Really yeah. So I, I've mentioned the I've mentioned the Spandau target before, so that that wouldn't be my shotgun. But I, I'm confused as because it's like I want to throw some love to SDS Imports, of course, who brings in the Spandau, right? Um, and, and you know about it, but they've got the they've got the the Max, right? The Military Armor Corporation stuff, mm -hmm. and they've got the ten fourteen. And then they got one they call the Mac Two Tactical. Correct. And I like the wood versions of those, obviously. But I don't understand the difference between. Do you know the difference between those? Is the Mac is the Two Tactical the pump and the ten fourteen the semi auto? I'm gonna. I'm, let's go and find out. I'm confused. Uh, I'm gonna call. Is that tomorrow, that's, that's not on the that's not on the Tokarev side, is it? That's the no. It's the military armor corporation. It's the Max. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't say. I'm like I'm on the website. I was looking. Yeah, at you're it on the website too. Okay. Yeah, and it's like I don't see anything that says this is a pump or anything. It's like I think that I think that just looking at the handguard, I think the Mac Two Tactical is the pump. So it would be the ten fourteen. But see, I don't know. I'm looking at the Mac Two pump. I I I, I can't. Is it's that got a, pump? a button? Right. It's got a button under the bolt knob. It's got a button but, like a semi-auto. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. I don't. I yeah, don't. But they have a pump. Know. You remember that? We shot it. Yeah, so, but that so might I know not they be have it, a pump. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I'm know, man. Like I'm gonna have to make a call tomorrow or something. And and I may be gone for, for yeah. The, they're actually sending me the uh, the ten fourteen, um, yeah. and that's the the marine pistol grip. Um, the no, it's it's actually called the marine. Oh, um, the marine, the marine coat. And it's got it's got oh. the pistol grip. But it's it's actually called the marine. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's the marine coat finish. Yeah. 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 So uh, right looking forward right. to that. Very nice, yeah. yeah. And then I'm also getting the Tokarev, the American flag bullpup that I love so much from there. Well, it's against black coat. I don't approve of that. I understand. I understand you wouldn't approve, but uh, you know, you and I spent some time on the phone last night. Um, you were helping me trying to look for an accessory for a firearm that will change the face of this channel, possibly. And I'm not going to go too far into it yet, but man, you guys, you have no idea what's coming, and it's going to be amazing. Uh, Buck out there says he's giving me five dollars not to see clover and spandex. Yeah, he's going to take a lot more than five bucks. It's going to take a lot more than five bucks for him not to do it, you know. So for Sykes out there asking about the uh, uh, the dual action semi pump with a flip of a button. Oh, he says it's not the Spaz. Okay, thought well, he was talking about the Spaz fifteen. No, it's not the Spaz. Um, he looks the one that looks like a Benelli. Uh, Over from Mac. No, it's not. So I don't know what I'm not real sure what he can't be on Mac because they all I don't see what it looks like the Benelli. Man, that Marine is one good looking shotgun. I'm I got telling you, man. Up. Man. Yeah. Especially that, that stainless and the 
walnut look there. Oh, yeah, y'all's mind. The blued with the wood. Come on. Freaking marine coat with synthetic furniture. And, like, that's blasting me to a shotgun. Like, God. Ghost is going to understand eventually. He's got some stuff coming. He's going to understand eventually. The allure of blued finishing wood. That's all I got to say. Maybe a little brass thrown in there. Maybe just a little. Maybe a little shiny, shiny bling bling. Little, little shiny, shiny bling bling. It's all good. Some leather, wrap some leather around it. Mm. Mm. Now, Calaveras, he says those shotguns gave ghosts. No, 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 no. Just certain shotguns, shotguns that were intended for skeet trapper hunting. Um, the Marine would never be. How do I put this? The the ten fourteen Marine would never be confused as a trap skeeter hunting. Uh, it, it is definitely more of a tactical creature well, type a, shotgun. With a Marine coat with a longer barrel, it could be a nice duck gun because out in the weather and the elements and whatever with that Marine coat, no, would okay, a, would be a pretty good option actually. You know what I mean? Yeah, could be, could be. Uh, Sykes got his nineteen eleven. I believe that would be the Gerson MC nineteen eleven that he's been looking at. Uh, yeah, looking baby. forward to hearing. Looking forward to hearing his uh, thoughts on that. He he was dumb enough to send me a sl he slid into my DMs, boys. Sykes slid into my DMs. Nice. Um, but he was actually uh, stupid enough to ask my opinion, and um, unfortunately, I think that he went with with it and bought the gun. No, I'm just kidding. You're gonna love that gun. Well, you I know. You know, that. we were having a conversation about some of the Gerson stuff and some of the price points that's happening over the next few months, potentially. Like, mm -hmm. if he got a deal like that, I mean, you can absolutely can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't think we're going to see craziness, but yeah, um, it's getting ready to hit here in the next few months, guys. Let's just be honest. And it's nothing to do with the manufacturers. It's nothing to do with the importers. You can thank our wonderful government for this. Just saying. Uh, whatever happens is the government's problems. Uh, anyways, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. You guys know that every Thursday, Saturday, and Monday over on our YouTube community tab, we have our pony polls, our pony polls. We like to have fun up there and uh, throw a few questions out there every week and and uh, see what happens. So let's let's dig into these. Uh, first one was yesterday. It's got a, a thousand votes. Choose one. Friends or Seinfeld? Kyle, let's start with you. Friends or Seinfeld? Friends. I'm gonna go with Friends just because I never really got into Seinfeld. I never watched it. I know like he's one of the great comedians out there, but you know, see, I'm not. So here's the thing: I'm not a big fan of Seinfeld as a comedian. I really, I think that Jerry was the least important role or character in that show. Uh, that's just me. Um, I think that the combination of Kramer and George and Elaine, I think honestly propped jerry up i think that he owes them because i thought they were great um comedic actors and i think that jerry I, i've never been a big fan of jerry seinfeld himself um i love the show but for many many reasons and jerry is like my least favorite character on the show that's just me personally but i hear what you're saying i'm with you. yeah i don't vibe with him 
But uh, yeah, I yeah. agree. Kramer and George and yeah, they did great. They kept, whenever yeah. I did catch an episode, it was mainly like Kramer was entertaining. I mean, Kramer is one of the greatest physical comedic characters there is. You know, there yeah. is nothing about him. He could say the most benign line like, these pretzels are making me thirsty. And that's one of the most famous lines in the entire show. And it was, these pretzels are making me thirsty. But the way that he did it as Kramer was absolutely hilarious. Yes, Jerry Stiller was also phenomenal um, on Seinfeld. I would say that, I, I mean, it was a great show for a reason. Like It lasted a long time, but it wasn't because of Jerry Seinfeld, in my opinion. So, uh, no, I get what you're saying for sure. Uh, Clove, Friends, or Seinfeld? I know you like both of them. Well, I mean, look at, look at, just to piggyback off of what you just said and, and what, uh, uh, Triple S out there was saying with Jerry Stiller. Look yeah. at George's mom. I can't think of her name, but at the point, yeah. hilarious, right? Look at Putty. Oh, yeah. Can't think of his Putty. name. Warburton. Even, even, Newman, even like, Newman was Newman. great. Oh, was a great, God. great role, you know, great character. Like almost everybody, the 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 uh, Indian restaurant owner guy, the soup. Oh, the I'm soup not, Nazi. Not, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you can say that because it was a character's name. Uh, and, and, yeah. The the algorithm will know that. I mean, well, I was more worried about Chase being out there and setting him off. So I was worried about the well, algorithm. Yeah. But um, that's, a, that's that's a very fair point. So, yeah. Any yes. other any other characters, right? So obviously, read my subtitle down there. Sure. Yeah. Um, and that's my and that's going to be my answer. The reason Joey is, doesn't share food. <laughs> so, so, do you have your Thanksgiving sweatpants on yet? Oh my God, my Thanksgiving. Yeah, my <laughs> Thanksgiving. Oh my God, it's wonderful. Uh, uh, that's so as big good. as I was, as big as I was when I was born. <laughs> Here come the meat sweats. Here come the meat. Sweat. I use that. I use that regularly. By the way, so let me um, ask you this: Had you ever heard of the meat sweats before that line ever came out? I'd never knew I, I it. I never heard the, the term meat sweats. So. You I know? don't think so. You know, as long as it don't taste like feet, we're okay. What was it? What was it? Ross says it tastes like feet. It's I like think it's pretty feet. good. He's like, I like <laughs> it. It's good. Like, I what, like it. Yeah. What's not to like? He's like, really. Good jam, good <laughs> meat, good. <laughs> oh my god! So, you know the 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 thing for me, and this is where I I, li I love Seinfeld. Tons of one-liners. Yeah. Sure, Seinfeld yeah. is one of them things, and, and I don't remember where were we at. Were we at shot, or were we in Indy, where we were watching Seinfeld? You remember that? And I told that you was, that, that was at shot shot last year. And we were sitting there, and, and we were had Seinfeld on. And I told you then, did I not, that I think that was the first time ever I've ever watched Seinfeld with anybody else. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. you can't enjoy, or I could not enjoy Seinfeld with anybody else. Friends, my kids grew up on Friends. It's playing on the TV in the bedroom right now as we speak. I am 100% positive of that. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, yeah. No, I, I get it. It's, so it's just ingrained. And so, yeah, it's got to be Friends. Absolutely. And rip, uh, rip, uh, 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 Matthew Perry, by the way. Yeah. yeah no Unfortunately, yeah, man. inevitable. We would eventually lose a friend in, uh, 2023. Was Not that this year. early, but if you watched in like 2020, they had that friends reunion thing 
And if you watched that at all, you knew that he was in bad shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this doesn't seem to be any drug or alcohol induced. It was just a, a drowning. Well, and, you don't know um, that none of that contributed to it. With his, you don't know how hard he was into that back in the day. And this is true. This is true, but yeah, not uh, every not guy. everybody is uh, Keith Richards, right? God, oh my. that's a I do this literally the Walking Dead, like right. literally the Walking right. Dead. Right. Why they haven't put him on the Walking Dead with no makeup and just had him walking around like that would be the most funniest thing in the world. Like, hey, is that Keith Richards? You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, that guy's wife said you've got your McRib sweatpants on, so yeah, you're happy about that McRib. That is the most. You, you don't really want to know what's in the McRib, do you? I don't care, dude. Because like last night, Chase and I were talking on the phone, and we actually looked up and and, and, and to make fun of you a little bit, we looked up what's in the McRib, and you really don't. You looked up what you you what somebody out there said was in the McRib. Like that's first of all, but you know, I'm not. I've never said that the McRib was some kind of culinary masterpiece i mean nobody goes and nobody goes and gets the freaking mcrib because it's a culinary masterpiece they go and get it because it's only around for a short time and it's absolutely freaking gross but it's delicious at the same time it's weird it's just one of those weird things i agree It's, it's weird good yeah, it's you, weird. Damn, good. What's wrong it's with a you? guilty Chris, pleasure. It is Chris, please tell me that you're not a McRib fan. At least I need I need at least one ally on this panel. You're a McRib fan, aren't you? Honestly, I I get one every year. That's Let's good go. enough. That's if you get Let's one go. every year, you're you're on board, dude. If you get one every year, you're 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 a part of the cult. That's all I gotta say. So this freaker down there. We were talking on the phone. He's like, "Oh, the ribs are coming back," and I don't. I'm not so sure that I didn't hear him wrong, but I'm pretty sure that he 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 said that he's been saving up his McDonald's at points for the McRib. That's serious dedication to the McRib, baby. Yeah, yeah, that is that is. I can go and I can not only get one, but I can get an extra with points every time I go get one, so I can get two at a time now. And he's waiting for Friday for Sonic's fifty cent corn dog day. He'll end up with twenty of those freaking things. Remind me of that. Literally twenty. He'll end up with twenty of those things. But when they're, I mean, you can't beat fifty cent corn dogs, bro. Come on, (laughs) like cooked and ready to go. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm down. I'm down on corn dogs. I, I do like me some corn dogs. I'm not sure I'd get 20 of them, but I I, I do like me some well, corn dogs. You don't dogs. eat them all in one sitting, but, you know. There you, go. you guys are going to judge uh, me on this one. I, we're going to judge hate, you anyway, so go ahead. What did you just I say? Hate, I hate corn dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, the honeymoon's over. I knew it was bound to end sometime. So, God. do you like Cincinnati chili? Love it. Well, that's his problem. Is that the Cincinnati that. the Cincinnati chili killed his taste buds? Is probably that's probably problem. true. So if he'd lay off that Cincinnati chili. He'd probably like corn dog. Hey, what if you smothered the corn dog in Cincinnati chili since you like it so much? Ooh. I don't know about it. All right, here's a, here's a serious question of the night. Sykes says corn dog, mustard, or ketchup. The answer for me is yes. <laughs> right. I go with mustard. I, I, I need yeah. to have at least mustard, but if I've got like mustard and ketchup together, like I could, I could, I can handle that. Yeah. But it's got to at least be mustard. 
Faux my choice as bad as it would be would be mustard. Clove, mustard, yeah, ketchup, chili, chili and cheese. Oh yeah. Would you quit being a diva, bitch? Just answer <laughs> the question. Mustard or ketchup? Honestly, I don't like either one. So you just eat on regular plain? I don't want. I don't want, I don't want ketchup on my cornbread. And the batter is probably got a little mustard in it anyway. At least it tastes that way. Could be. <laughs> Slices. What the hell is Cincinnati chili? I'm not oh going to. I'm not going to. Yeah, no, no. I am not. I am it. not. No, I am not going to give Cincinnati chili any airtime. If you want to find Google out, it. Google it and just say, it's all going to say. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, Chris. God, we going down the rabbit hole. Seinfeld or Friends? I had to go with friends. I I can't stand Jerry Seinfeld, but I like yeah. the cast. The cast was cool. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he's I, a whiny little bitch, kind of like Clover. You know, Clover knows he's a whiny little bitch. Yeah, I admit to it. I don't care. Yeah, but Jerry Seinfeld is like, you ever wonder, you ever notice? It's like, oh, my God, I can't stand his voice. Maybe he's probably funny, but I can't get over his voice. That's the that's the hardest thing for me about that's Jerry Seinfeld is his voice. Yeah. You ever notice? You know? Even if he's not whining, it sounds like he's whining. Yeah, it does. It does. Now, I will say that he is a top three in the world of Porsche collectors. I would love to just look at his Porsche collection one day. I saw a, this is years and years ago, but do you remember uh, the show? It was it American Pickers? Like these guys would drive all over the country and, and find crap on the side of the road and all that. I don't know if you guys have ever watched that show. I watched it a little bit. And there was one thing that they're, they, got, they, they, they got a call about this barn in Iowa. Like I think it was Iowa or maybe Idaho. I don't remember. In the middle of nowhere, this old lady had this, her husband had died in his 80s or whatever, and had this barn and going through all this cool stuff. And she's like, you want to see the other barn? And like, what's in the other barn? And she goes, cars. And you're like, what? Cars. So they walk over and, and they go into this barn. They start looking at all these cars. And they've got a 1958 Porsche Roadster that has like 100 miles on it it's been sitting in a barn for 40 50 years uh and they're like yeah i know someone that wants this <laughs> and they they literally called jerry seinfeld and seinfeld like comes on to this barn they've got it on, on the tv thing and like it's not in good shape and all that i mean it's 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 a good shape but it's like it hasn't moved for you know 50 years it's just been sitting in this barn this whole time and he offers her like one and 1.5 million dollars like without even turning the engine on and she's like it's not in very good shape and he's like it doesn't matter like this thing has like 100 miles on it and it's it's all original obviously and he offered like 1.5 million just right then and there. I think she took it and all that, but like he's a big time car guy, but mostly Porsche and he's got some amazing, amazing Porsches. So that's the only thing about Jerry Seinfeld that I would be interested in is, is going to see his collection of Porsches. That'd be phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, actually pretty close. 53% say Seinfeld, 47% say friends. Um, I think that's probably fair. Either, either, either way, 53, 47, I think it's a fair thing, you know? 
be interesting to see age demographics. I got a feeling those that are on the older end of our our generation probably, probably Seinfeld. Go, probably go Seinfeld. Those that are on the younger probably wow. go probably. Yeah, go my Seinfeld. daughter loves Friends. She's twenty six. Loves Friends. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she doesn't watch. So she she wouldn't watch Seinfeld. So yeah. Plus that theme song, it just gets you. The Friends theme song or the Bro, can you, you know how much money that, that band has made? Just that one song. That one song. That's it. All they ever had. Actually, I bet you they didn't make much money on it at all because the studio probably bought that shit for nothing <laughs> and, and owned it, you know. I don't know. Um next one. One point six thousand votes. Thursday is Thanksgiving. We've been doing a lot of food stuff this month for Thanksgiving meals. Uh, which is better, boys? Hash brown casserole, sweet potato casserole. Chris, we'll start with you. I got to go hash brown casserole. Good man. Good man. Uh, Kyle, hash brown or sweet potato casserole? Hash brown, for sure. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Clover, don't screw this up now. Sweet potato. Obviously, oh, dumbass. Sweet I'm, from, I'm from the land of good sweet potatoes, so you know, screw all y'all that has nasty sweet potatoes around. Apparently, because the sweet potatoes here rock. I, no, I'm no. never. I'm not. I'm not a fan of sweet potato in general, honestly. Yeah. Like my wife likes with marshmallows and all of that. Two or three counties over is the basically the county in the world that is famous for sweet potatoes. So. Don't get me wrong. I love sweet potato casserole. I do, but I would rather have hash. I'm not a big sweet potato guy at all in general, much less the casserole. Um, I'll tell you what. I fell in love with with hash brown casserole about 15 years ago, and I had never had it before uh, until about then. And it was one year that we went down to my grandmother's house for uh, Thanksgiving, and she didn't want to do anything, and no one really felt like doing much. So I said, what do you want us to Granny, what do you want to do? She goes, let's go to Cracker Barrel. And Cracker Barrel was open on Thanksgiving Day. I don't know if it still is, but it was back then. And I tell you what, having a Thanksgiving meal at Cracker Barrel is freaking amazing, By first of all. Uh, Second of all, that was my first experience with hash brown casseroles at Cracker Barrel. And I was like, what is this golden? This this is goodness. It's just beautiful. Um, But, yeah, I don't know if it still is around, but if you guys are – not wanting to cook and you're looking for a place. I'm telling you, Cracker Barrel's Thanksgiving thing was incredible. That was 15 years ago, though. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just not a big sweet potato guy. It has nothing to do with anything. Uh, just, I'm just not a big sweet potato guy. I don't know why. I never have. Uh, understand that most of the things that I don't like as far as food goes has something to do with something that happened when I was a child, and I haven't had them since. So there is a possibility that I just had some bad sweet potatoes as a young child, and I've never had them since. Like uh, tomatoes, I cannot stand tomatoes. And the biggest reason why I can't stand tomatoes is um, my dad growing up, and I was like four, five, six time frame, would grow those little cherry tomatoes, like bushes and all of that, and just pop those little cherry tomatoes. I didn't know they were tomatoes. I thought they were little cherries, and I love cherries. I remember it's like a four or five year old grab one of those things, pop it in my mouth, think it was a cherry, and to my surprise, it was not. And I haven't had a tomato basically since. Now I can eat tomatoes if like they're in a stew or, or something like that, but raw tomatoes, no sir, 
don't play that game. Well, uh, go ahead. I, 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 no, I mean, I get that. I get that sentiment. I mean, I've had that issue too. There's been a lot of things that I will eat. And I'm also I'm stubborn older. as hell. So that, that, yeah, that doesn't help either. But, I, you know, I realize that, I, you know, I try a lot of things. I mean, obviously with the escargot, I mean, of course, I was telling you guys that I didn't like escargot. I knew I hadn't. I've tried it before. But, you know, same thing. But, I mean, I'm not afraid to, to retry stuff that I thought I didn't like. Um, and that's part of why is because I found that there's certain things that growing up that I didn't like, but it's because the people cooking it couldn't cook it. Right. And like my wife can like cook it and it's wonderful, but for whatever reason, and the people I'm talking about still can't cook it to this day, but I get it. you know, it makes a huge difference. So it, it's, you can't, you can't dunk on the actual food necessarily. It's preparation and who cooks it a lot of times is the problem with it <laughs> this is pretty funny mark jackson out there says saw a meme today it showed fries and called it vegetable showed ketchup saying fruit conclusion salad picture is better so basically french fries and ketchup is a salad i can go with, i'm down with that kind of salad i'm not gonna yeah. lie i'm down with that kind of salad mm -hmm. um Got a text from my good friend. If you want a chicken salad, you throw some chicken nuggets in there with it, right? This is true. This is true. Absolutely. Um, got a text from our friend Chase the other night. I think Clover and I, and he just texts us a, a picture of Krispy Kreme donuts. It like, does that all the time. Night. The bastard. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm I'm like an hour from my nearest Krispy Kreme, but it's what it is. But. Um, and I just sent back, you need a Wendy's Frosty. And he his wife was en route. So, Did he uh, do it? I don't know. He, I haven't. Uh, I, mean, I talked to him last night, but we, I never asked him if he did. Um, if you've never tried hot, hot yeah, Krispy Kreme donuts yeah, with a fresh. Wendy's chocolate Frosty, it is uh, a trip to the hospital. It will If you are diabetic, it might kill you, but it is the best way to go. Don't unless you've got a large it. group of people. There's no sense in getting a dozen. I will tell you that. Yep. Yep. And and there's no sense in getting anything other than the small, the small or the micro, perfect. whatever mini frosty. Yeah, the kids, it's, the kids frosty or whatever it is. If you get through the kids frosty and two donuts, you're doing good. It is that freaking sweet. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, damn, Kyle, I don't know why. I just noticed your avatar. Man, those are some sexy beasts right there. I know, right? I think I've seen those guys around. Man, those guys are assholes, but they're sexy as hell. That's for sure. Um, did I go through the room? Yeah, I, 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 um, 73% were correct when they said hash brown casserole. 1.6 thousand votes. 73% say hash brown casserole. 27% need to get their heads checked that said sweet potato casserole. Just saying. Just saying. Our final is 2.4 thousand votes. And I, I put a caveat out there on this one because y'all are some weird freakers in the comment section. I'm not going to lie. For an AR, which do you choose? And, of course, I still got about 20 different comments. What's the application? Dude, just, just, just pick one. Like, in general... LPVO or red dot, guys? LPVO on an AR or red dot? Uh, Kyle, going to start with you. I'm going to go with LPVO because I feel like that's more versatile. 
than a red dot. Okay. No, no, that's, that's, and there's not a wrong answer because they're both great. Uh, so, so it's a personal preference, right? Uh, yep. Clove, LPVO, or red dot? I know you've been kind of getting, uh oh, I think Kyle hit the wrong button. I, I bet you Kyle was trying to hit mute and hit leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you've been getting into the LPVO game a little bit more recently. You've always been involved, but you've been getting in more into it in this last few months. Um, are you still a red dot guy or are you an LPVO guy? I, I wouldn't say I was ever a red dot guy, first of all. I wouldn't go down. I wouldn't go that far with it. Um, well, you had more red dots than you had LPVOs. Put it that way. Um, yeah, but did I have more red dots than I had scopes? Like, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, we're not bringing scopes up. You're 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 you're, you're one of those people. You're one of those people. I'm not one of those people. Scout, we're not, you're not asking me my up. opinion. We're having a conversation of what I have had. No, 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 no. We're not having a conversation. I'm asking you. <laughs> I'm trying to even think because I've had LPVOs before they were LPVOs. Oh, I'm sure he's you. Yeah, of course you did. Of course. Why would like, that's a recent thing? You can't low even power, say LPVO. So low power variable optics has been around forever. It just means that yeah. they're low powered. And I've sure. got, yeah. So, I mean, low powered scopes is what they were called back in the day. Yeah, basically. Um, you know, there's, it doesn't make any sense to me to really run if you've got a light especially if you've got a lighted reticle on an lpvo and if you're running a one and to me a traditional lpvo is not more than a one power it has this it has to go down to one power to me yeah yeah it's it's not a four to twelve it's a one to four one to six you see some that are like two and a half right like yeah half the someone's well you also see a lot of red dots now that are two and a half or three x naturally instead of that one x which i'm not a big fan of yeah Yeah. i don't that's not normal to me um so yeah assuming it's it goes down to one power and it's got a and it's got a lighted reticle you know it's kind of the best of all worlds because Yep. If you want that red dot feel, just put it on one and like the reticle. If you want the feel yep. of, a, of a traditional optic, turn the reticle off and crank the magnification up a little bit. Yeah. No, no, I, I hear you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I, I, there's, they're great choices for modern yep. sporting rifles in general. Uh, yeah. Use that term because, I mean, there's a lot of different calibers and cartridges and other things available, so. Moo's just being Moo. He says, I prefer iron sights with a magnifier. That's funny. So, so <laughs> does, it, does, does that mean he uses a magnifying glass when he's looking at his iron yes. sights? Is that what I, think it's, I think it's, I think it's, it's this move right he's here with a magnifier. Big, like, yeah. He's got mm-hmm. the big, like, uh, what am I thinking, Sherlock? Now, what if he has, like, a monocular thing, that the thing that, that oh, the old guys used to put on there? Loose. A jeweler's, the jeweler's loot. I'm just telling you that could oh, be the way to go. That might be yeah. a new look out there. That, that might catch on. Yeah. That might catch on. Uh, Sykes says, I did learn something about red dots this week. If you have an astigmatism in your eyes or eye, it makes a dot look like a dot. It looks like a halo is what it makes it look like from what I understand. Um, Chris can attest to that. He can, and, and, I, and I don't have one, but people that I know say that um, you can get used to it. But also, they say that prism sights are, are really good for astigmatisms. Chris, you want to chime in on this? Yeah, prisms don't affect you at all if you have astigmatism. But you lose you lose the thing. You got to have really your eye relief is yeah be bad on prisms. I mean, you got to get that thing 
right up close on a lot of them. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, What's your favorite? Now that it's come to you anyway, so. Favorite LPVO what? Red Dot. LPVO Red Dot. Oh, definitely LPVO on an AR. Yep. I got to agree with Clover. I mean, you, you turn that down to one power, and if, if you've got a nice, decent lighted reticle in it, you got you got the best of both worlds there. Yeah. Um, some, I would say 100% you're correct. There are some out there that I'm not going to mention any brands because I don't want to upset anybody, but there are, there are some brands out there that uh, when eye relief becomes an issue with the LPVO, they turn into just trash. Um, it is what it is. Um, I, I do like an LPVO, but I'm still actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with, if I had to choose one, I'm a big EO guy. So give me EO tech and a holographic on and that, we'll go along. Yeah. On the, uh, on the topic of, of eye relief, cause this yeah. is a thing, this is a thing that a lot of people don't understand, don't know. And so they need to know. On yeah. the end where your eyepiece is at, you have an adjustment there called a diopter. And if you're having issues with eye relief, if you're having issues with clarity of the reticle, um, adjust your diopter. And a lot of people don't even know that's an adjustment. But pretty much, um, not, all, not all optics have that. Now, don't get me no. wrong. But the vast majority do. I think I'll, I'll be willing to bet that, and I've had this, the reason why I say this is I've had people ask, or mention this on different things um, is this to focus it sometimes yes sometimes it's to focus yeah mm-hmm. um, but it's not always uh, what it's all there to be used but yeah I think that I think that a lot of people um, this is just an optics in general um, when you start talking eye relief um, like I'll, I'll say this so the loophole that I have on the uh, Anderson am 10 I don't like scopes that have a very short eye relief. I don't know why. I like, especially for competition, I like being a little bit farther back and being able to see that. And a great thing about that loophole is that loophole eye relief goes up to almost six inches, about five and a half inches of, of, eye, of eye relief, which for me is great. Um, but I know there's a lot of people that like being right up close and i've never been and i think that's probably why i like red dots also is you can put them in red dots you basically have unlimited eye relief right are you but are uh, you sure that people like being up close or they just have optics that require that well that's a good point that's a good point but that's why i look for optics that have a a a a longer eye relief um i don't like being up close yeah and maybe that's what people are yeah i i don't know if they like it or not but a lot of people have that you know and cheaper optics, and, and it can even be expensive brands, right? But they're cheaper yep. models. The eye sure. relief can absolutely suck. So until you get optics that have that longer eye relief, or especially if you get into like handgun scopes that yep. have like three foot of eye relief, um, right. and you realize what can be done with an optic, and then you're like, holy crap, why are they not all like that? Well, because of the cost involved in the mm. 
in the machining and the lenses and everything required to get that eye relief, right? And that's why the cheaper stuff tends to be crappy eye relief. The biggest thing with short eye relief for me is, especially if it's on a larger bore or, you know, larger caliber with more recoil and stuff like that. You know, scope bite, yeah. <laughs> you ain't careful and you ain't got that the, the stock in your shoulder pocket and you're not paying attention and good grips and all that, then you're, next thing you know, yeah, you're pirate eye. Um, yeah, I mean, and I think that anyone that shot any kind of, you know, uh, stronger rifle or whatever, you shoot enough of it, you're going to get bit. And I've been bit before. I got bit a couple, three years ago, uh, with the Bergara. And it, honestly, it was just me being lazy. Um, it's not paying attention. Most of just time. not paying. I, 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 I was, I was yeah. laying down. I had, I had the rifle in my shoulder, but I was just kind of just being lazy and not paying attention pow and i think of holy cow that got you yeah. you're like holy yeah. shit i got a little scope bite there you gotta know be tight you gotta be leaning into it that's right you know what I mean? that's right you gotta think about yeah. all those little things and, and we all yeah. know all that but like i said sometimes you just get lazy or yeah. you get a little yeah. overconfident yep. and once again that's where get it comes rushed. into all everything you get whatever you, you were know, at an event so weren't you you were in no, I was that. no, I wasn't. I was uh, that no, that happened on no, our range. You were doing a video. You were doing a video. I was doing a video. Yes, I was. Yeah, I was yeah, doing yeah, a video yeah. and you got the bite the in the video. Yeah, I probably was. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember, but um, yeah, I, I, I definitely got the bite, and it, it happens. Uh, Kyle, Chris, you guys ever had the old scope bite before? Probably not. I was gonna say I have to say I have not, but it's fun. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I got real bad when I was a kid. When uh, shooting, I'm trying to think what I think it was a 308. It was one of my dad's buddies. I shot it and had my eye way too close to that. So you know, number one, there's a reason we wear safety glasses, and that can sometimes help um, i don't wear glasses too often when i shoot my rifle though i'm not gonna lie well yeah well that's and maybe that's i should go. but uh, i i, I yeah. typically don't so that puts a buffer um, between your your eye and, and you know in your your brow and that yeah, so you yeah. get glasses and then the other thing is a lot of people turn their cap around backwards i do not um because you've got a brim there now that being said i don't know that i ever remember getting getting hit like that other than maybe when i was like chris says when i was a kid i don't think being an adult i don't think i've ever i don't think i ever have to be fair if you look at the uh thumbnail of that video it was in, amazingly embellished the size i mean you really couldn't see the scope bike but, yeah. but i did get hit i'm not gonna lie uh what the fuck is an eye relief scope mount anybody know what that is I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> never, I never knew that was a thing. I think it's a word mashup, word jumble mashup. What I think it is. Eye relief scope mount. I ain't never the mount has absolutely nothing to do with the eye relief, man. Nope. But okay. Anyways, maybe maybe Burris has figured it's something else that nobody knows. Um, After anyways, eye relief yeah. sucks, you may have to have a different scope mount to get it to a position where you can see through it. But ultimately, it has zero to do with the eye relief. Yeah, that's that's an optic thing, regardless of the mount. 
Uh, 68% say red dot. 32% have not shot an L. Uh, 32% say LPVO, which means 68% have not shot an LPVO. Is that fair? Like, I love my red dots, but, like, if I had to choose one, like, someone says, hey, man, like, shit's hitting the fan. Here's your rifle. You get a choice of one optic. What are you going with? I'm going an LPVO. What was it? What, uh, were the, what was the poll? Again? 68%. 2.4 thousand votes. 68% say red dot. That's really? a big gap. That is a huge gap, right? Wow. So, yeah. Like I, I said, 68%. I think we got a lot of LPBO. I think we got a lot of people that don't shoot past like 25 yards with their ARs where we got. Or that could be true. Well, or we got a lot of pours out there that are buying $30 red dots from Amazon. So, to be fair, Jesus. To be fair, when you can get a hundred dollar LPVO from Amazon, but that's like, right. Um, there are a lot of people that can that only have twenty five yard ranges, so that's that's a real thing. I don't. I've never been to one because in the South we're free. So, um, but north of the Mason Dixon line, they say that a lot of the ranges are twenty five yard ranges. So that's you know. Well, and then I you got you. to, but y'all, but y'all chose to live up north, so I can't help you on that. Well, Sorry, then you got to think of like experience and skill level too, right? So if you buy an LPVO, you've got to be able to, you know, I got to understand mounts, and you've got to understand rings, and you've got to understand torque, and you've got to understand level. And a lot of people are absolutely freaking lazy, and so they just want to buy a red dot, screw it on there, and they, oh, I'm done. All I got to do is windage and elevation. Goods of Barbecue, two dollars super chat. Thank you. Says scoped rifle and backwards hat, instant sniper. Hell yeah! Have you not seen American Sniper? I mean, come on. Like, do you think that? Do you think that Kyle would have been the the most prolific military sniper ever if he didn't have his hat on backwards? Yeah, we all know also, that. But he's also trained and good enough that he's probably so so entrenched in his brain that he would have never gotten scope eye anyway. Well, we know who trained him, so I would say you're probably true. true. Yeah. <laughs> and, that fool, and I guarantee you that fool don't get scoped by. Bro. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kyle, I saw you come off mute. Do you want to say something? He should oh, know better. Just, just jump that. in, dude. Just jump in. I was just going to say that's facts. You got the hat on backwards. You got the guy had, I'm not going to lie. In competition, I shoot my hat on backwards, but. That's just, I like to wear my hats low, and so obviously when you're when we're gonna scope, like depends on the eye relief. We're talking eye relief again. That that brim of that hat can or may or may not get in the way. So um, over the top it and let's go. Automatic out there. I wonder if anyone catches the reference to over the top. I have very very few people probably know what the hell I talk about when I say over the top hat. Clover knows. I'm hoping you know you know don't leave me out Chris you know what over the top hat means right I've seen that movie so many times yeah Sylvester Stallone just turns that hat and goes let's go over the top baby such All a right. great movie that guy did it's, so many it's great movies it's a terrible it's a terrible movie Chris oh yeah but but you, so how good. many times but did you watch so it so good oh yeah exactly it's so good it's one of those guilty pleasures it's a terrible movie but it's a good one working it's out good. in that semi truck and yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Cheesy as hell. Uh, Watch it every time it comes on. So bad, so bad. Uh, Those are our pony polls. Go and check out AndersonManufacturing.com. Real quick before we move on to some of our topics tonight, uh, Kyle, um, I I forgot to give you a few minutes to um, talk about Anderson. You got anything coming up that needs to be discussed for Anderson's uh, future or whatever it's got going on? Oh, we got a lot of new stuff in the mix. Um, the first one being the bolt action is getting closer and closer to launching. Hopefully, I'll be able to get one, get the date out to you guys soon. Um, <laughs> other than that, as far as Black Friday goes, kind of as a customer appreciation thing, we're not going to run a sale at AndersonManufacturing.com. We want you guys to shop local, check out your local dealers, check out some of the gun shops, and uh, you know you can make a outdoorsman pretty happy this Christmas. So, yeah. But yeah, other than that, ghost, really just uh, feeling this Black Friday and Christmas shopping jump and trying to keep that. Well, you guys have been too. nuts busy all year. I mean, like y'all, y'all yeah. had to bring on a bunch of new employees uh, on the assembly line, did you not? Yeah, we did. That <laughs> I've actually been down. Hell, there I, I know you've long. been on the assembly line a lot in the last few months, so. Uh, trying to get some of these young guys a little mentor time, if you will, just somebody that's yeah. been there. And, uh, you know, every position on that line, man, really has, like, some some real responsibility behind it. And I just want to make sure everything's right and tight. So, Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, that's, that's good stuff. Uh, always being a mentor um, is, is a big, big thing. Um, oh, yeah. So we're going to go, oh, first of all, yeah, go and check out AndersonManufacturing.com. Um, and we'll have some pony polls again this weekend. And like I said, uh, thanks for voting in those or, uh, and all of that. Um, I'm not even going to touch that one. So um, we've been doing a little survival series, survival series on the podcast and, it kind of just happened out of chance, but I've got more comments and more. Um, I tell you what, in our podcast numbers have been crazy big um, on the survival series. And I don't know if that's just the time of year or people are enjoying the content, um, but like crazy numbers in the podcast side of things, which is great. Even on the, 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 the YouTube video side are getting a little bit more, but the podcast side, it's insane the numbers that these podcasts are getting. So we're going to continue to do them until we see numbers go down. Because there's all sorts of stuff that we can talk about. Now, once again, I am not a survival expert. Okay. I have quite a bit of survival training in me that's many, many years old, but it's still, you know, going to be good. Um, but, um, I think that there's a lot of good conversation out there, people out in the chat that are very, very knowledgeable and all of that. But uh, tonight we're going to talk a little bit about um, survival, like the food, whether it's the food prep, storage. Um, I know Clover, um, he's not a huge into this, but I know that he does and has done uh, big into like some canning and some jarring of foods um we've had this discussion many many times but there's not only 
food that you can get, like canned food or whatever, but jarring up different stuff that you grill yourself and, and storing them for a long time. Um, but also like food that you might be able to find if you're out in the bush and that field craft comes in and you've got to know what you can eat, what you can't eat different ways um, to find or get food to survive out in, in, in the open. If you need to, um, Mandatory carry. I have no idea what you're talking about. I never heard of the channel, but absolutely, uh, go ahead and drop the link if it's. I, mean, I saw your previous one. He's talking about um, some historic food um, and all that. Yeah, go ahead. It doesn't bother me. Go for it, bud. Um, so let's let's talk real quick. Let's start with Chris real quick, and we're talking about more food prep, right, um, or storage. Um, not saying that we're preparing for a red dawn scenario, but as a family, do, are there certain things, like canned food or, or ramen noodles or something? Is there anything that you guys do usually kind of keep on hand at all times, no matter what? Yeah, we keep a lot of canned food, um, mm. Campbell's soup, stuff like that. Um, yeah, we got a lot of that ramen noodles. Um, I'm not... I'm pretty bad about this. I got, I probably should be better about uh, prepping and storing some food, but yeah, I'm not the, well, uh, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because this is, this is a question that comes up in, in the survival scenarios. And I think that where a lot of people think that a survival scenario is, man, we're going to live the rest of our lives out, you know, doing bush or field craft, right? When you hear survivalist situation or, or red dawn or shit hits the fan, like when you're talking about prepping, whether it's food or, or ammo or supplies of any kind, water, like how far in your mind, when you hear the survivalist scenarios, like how far do you plan for this stuff? Is it a, a, a week or a month or a year or like what's your, where do you wrap your mind around for the, the time frame? I don't, this is probably awful to say, but it's like, for me, if, if things are going to be bad for over a month, I, you know, I, I just like, I don't know how much longer I'd want to go past that. You know, if things were no, so bad that I don't know, that's kind of my mentality about it. Maybe because no, I'm older you. and I just kind of, I don't know, but like, I don't want to, I don't want to know what it's like to be try to survive after nuclear war or any of that stuff. It's just like, yeah, I, I'm more concerned about long-term power outages around here and things like that. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of one of them people that if it's going to be bad for a really long time, I might just want to go out with it. So that's, that's, that's fair. I mean, that's fair. Uh, bring Kyle in. Um, when you hear the word survival scenario or whatever, like in your mind, how how long does that scenario in your mind, like for preparing for it, is is that going to last? Is it a week, a month, year, whatever? Uh, see, for me, I'd say a month, Matt. I, probably a month for me. Um, yeah. I'd say just to be straight up honest with you, uh, I know that food prep and food storage and stuff like that is definitely 
something I would personally have to work on because a lot of my like survival, anything that I know is, is from my time in the Marine Corps. Um, and that time I was kind of dependent on them for the MREs. I never had had to really get out there and like, no, I can eat this mushroom or, you know, anything like that foraging. I can hunt. I do have that skill. Um, so I know that if I had to sustain past a month, I could probably do hunting, trapping, fishing, whatever. Yeah. Fishing. Yep. But, um, yep. As far as like canned goods and proteins and stuff like that goes, I think I'd have what it takes to sustain a month and kind of go from there. Absolutely. Um, Clover, when it comes down to that Red Dawn survival, like in your mind, when if you know. If you're doing canning or you're, you know, you're you're getting the mason jars and you're getting all that stuff or you're getting your canned food or whatever, like in your mind, how long are you prepared for? Like, um, or how long I should say how you're probably prepared for a lot longer than you want, but when someone says that survival scenario, how long in your mind are you thinking that's gonna last? You probably need weeks, you know, at the at the very least. You know, weeks are going to get you through, comfortably get you through, you know, natural disasters, you know, temporary type things. If you're talking about a situation like Chris is talking about where the world is going to be drastically different on the backside of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, totally different thing. I mean, and you, you plan for that in different ways, right? Like food mm-hmm. storage is not going to help you. You need to have other plans for that. As Kyle was talking about hunting, uh, Sykes out there was talking about gardening, right? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. You know, you're you're going to have to homestead. <laughs> it's it's they not it moves from prepping to homesteading at that point, and they're, sure. they're kind of an they're kind of an adjacent thing. Um. So, but yeah, it, you know the, the things with uh, you know, natural disasters. I mean, even if you get down on your luck or something, I mean, yeah being prepped out for a few weeks or something like that can be good. Um, You know, when you're talking about meal prep, you know, two things uh, that are, that are handy and that's a vacuum sealer uh, and a a chest freezer and chest freezers. The, Mm -hmm. the smaller ones are fairly efficient nowadays can, can easily Mm -hmm. be ran off of a generator if need be. Um, Easily. Yeah. And not just for, for, you know, the, the prepping for the worst, but even meal prep for bettering your health and stuff. Um, yeah. It's way easier because we all know eating healthy sucks. Like, healthy food, it's just, man, how easy is it to go down and get a McRib? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But if you're going to make a healthy meal at the house, like, you're going to spend two hours in the kitchen or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, if you're able to prep that out and, and spend a half a day in the kitchen, but, you know, make multiple meals, you can then put in that chest freezer or, you know, or the refrigerator, you know, uh, vacuum sell them, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're talking about a little bit different situation, but it's a benefit of doing that sort of thing. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, one of the things about going with jars, right? Instead mm-hmm. of uh, the freezer, obviously, lack of power, you're screwed, right? 
to refrigeration right. is, is an issue. So anything in uh, canned in jars, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, and then if you go, even if you're going dry goods, jars are still uh, my preferred method for sure. long-term yeah. storage because of uh, varmints and what, am, what are we thinking about? Bugs and other things that can eat through plastic and eat through papers and eat through, you know what I mean? Uh, cardboards and things. So, not, they're, they're not. They're not eating through that, glass, probably. That yeah. ramen is that ramen is great until you rip open that plastic packaging and there's weevils all in it, you know, or whatever. And they're not going to eat through the glass, right? So, exactly. you know, glass jars are a, a pretty good investment, in my opinion. Yeah, because of that. Yeah. Now, Wes out there brings up a point that was I was getting ready to go into this, and it, it's a very fair thing. He says after a time. Lots of other people will be hunting and fishing for food, yeah. so the population will dwindle very fast. So, I don't. Um, I don't that I don't was one of the things we were, huh? I don't think it will. Depends on where you depends on where you are. Um, you know, if, so if you're talking about, if you're talking about deer or you're talking about whatever, you know, there's there is a finite amount of population now. Are they other places? There are many, many, many hundreds of other things that you could hunt. Absolutely. But that is a factor um, when it comes down to it. Some people say, well, I don't mind eating, uh, you know, pig or, or cow or deer. Well, I, ain't eating no, I ain't no squirrel. Well, we'll see how so, quickly. Let's uh, hold on. Let's, let's see how quickly your tune changes when you're in that Red Dawn scenario. That said, we are going to talk a little bit, and I'll bring Colbert here back here in a second, but we are going to talk a little bit about that, some alternative uh, ways to um, feed your body uh, in, a, in a little bit here. Go ahead, Clove. I was going to say, first of all, you know, I, I agree with the pocket mentality, you know, depending on where you're at. The vast majority of people are just going to die. They're going to starve to death because they have no clue. Even if they, no, that's even fair if they too. said, even that's if they said, "I'm starving to death," I would eat. A, I would actually try to eat a squirrel. They, they don't know how to wouldn't. catch a squirrel or kill a squirrel. And then even if they do, or prep is, a squirrel, they, yeah, or prep. So yeah. you know, you've got you've got that aspect of it of, of you know the varying levels of the of the need, and then also the ability. You have to have the ability. So I think that's part of it. The second part is, are you coming on my land to hunt for squirrels? Because where are you doing that? Because <laughs> you're fixing to be, you're fixing to be fertilizer. If that's yeah. the case, if we're talking about an in-world scenario, and that's you're going to come on to my property to hunt deer and squirrel and rabbit and coon yep. and whatever, like you're you're dead. Like Absolutely. so, the whole thing of finite resources that's cool, but as things get shot and noises get made and animals migrate, and so you're going to unless you're trying to, to poach things off of somebody else's property. And that's a very dangerous proposition too. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't know. There's just, there's so many things. I, I don't, I don't know. And then you're looking at, you know, as, as the human population dies out, um, wildlife is going to flourish, man. Like, yeah, People don't understand because we've lived and we have photos and, you know, all of these records for a couple of hundred years plus now, right, of what yeah. the world looks like and everything else. They've never been to literal jungles and, you know, things of that nature where humans have never touched. 
and seeing how wildlife behaves and acts and just the sheer act of conservationists going there to check that out changes the landscape right so as, as the human population dies out like you're going to get deer that go into subdivisions in the city and breed and live you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. there's going to be more opportunities and more places for those animals to thrive i guess is what i'm saying and there's going to be less pollution for them to do it in let's be honest yeah um let me ask you guys this and this is open to anyone anyone out there um in the in the panel um when you start talking about because you brought up jarring right and there's several different and I, i'm i'm not a master or even a, a novice at any of this stuff to be honest with you but there are certain things that you can kind of diy if you talk about you know food preservation uh pickling vegetables for instance uh fermenting foods for instance uh, another one is jerky and I think that uh, if you have a way to make your jerky, and then like Clover was saying, maybe a, a vacuum yeah. sealer. Uh, I mean, how long will or dry jerky or, or, or dry can it? Yeah, I mean, that stuff will last for as long. You know, if you're out there and you go and, and you get a deer and you're making some deer jerky, man, think about preserving some of that for uh, just down, you know, just in case. Uh, I don't know, but I know that you probably would have an idea, Clover, like, Jerky, how long would that last if it was dry can or if it was vacuum sealed? I mean, how long are we talking, you think? It depends on what you're putting in the jerky, right? So you got to yeah. be mindful of that. A lot of people, um, a lot of people, they'll take their jerky and they, and they, let's be honest, we are very comfortable human beings and we want things to taste good, right? And sure. taste good, taste good is not always optimal for longevity of food preservation. This is un true. Un unfortunately. So bland, you know, deer meat that's sliced thin. At that time, you're looking for protein. It. it doesn't need to taste good. Yeah, yeah you're looking for protein. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is going to last, obviously, last the longest. Now, you can you can salt and pepper, and salt is a preservative. So actually, yeah, so, salt, salt will actually work salt, well. Salt mm -hmm. and pepper on your jerky, if you don't go any further, that doesn't yeah. hinder the longevity. And to be honest longer. with you, the but rest is, I mean, decades, it's what it is. Yeah. Decades, bro. Like, yeah. And especially if you dry can it decades so for so, so for some, for someone out there that might be listening to this that has never heard the term dry can right give give them the cliff notes version that's exactly that might be a, that might that might be a that so, might be a term that they're not familiar yeah. with right so most people when they hear canning right uh, some people go straight to canned food, and that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about mason yeah. jars canning. That's correct. Um, people think of we'll call oh, it jarring, but yes, yeah. People think, oh, you're putting up potatoes and carrots and things out of the garden uh, into liquid into jars, and you're sealing it up, right? Basically, that's what you know, pickled eggs, for example. Pickled, yeah, you're, you're pickling um, stuff, yeah, you're sure. Pickling yeah. stuff, and and that's a form of canning. But pickling yeah. is a whole other, is a whole other thing. It's pickling Correct. is a form of preservation, the same as we were talking about with salt. Um, right. So, you know, jellies and jams and preserves are the same way, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's wet, right? Dry canning is exactly what it means. You you literally you get a good deal on some Cheerios that are about to go out of date. And you, you know, throw you, them in a at the grocery jar. store, you take them home, you heat up your oven, you put the jars in your oven, you heat up the jars, you put the 
you know, you put the um, Cheerios in there, uh, you seal them up, them being hot is going to basically cook the air out from inside the jar, and that is, it's sealed. The jar is completely sealed. Air and moisture are your, when you're trying moisture, to things. Air that's and moisture the thing is, is yeah, okay. I think most people would guess air, right? You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why you vacuum seal. There's a reason why you put lids on stuff. Moisture is a big one. Um, if it's the wrong kind for, of moisture. For long-term preservation, yeah. um, you know. Um, yeah. And that's why you, you got it. for a little bit? Sure. And that's why with pickling, right, it's it's vinegar and it's it's right. But that's right. not water. It's the moisture, but it's exactly. it's a specific liquid. Yep, yeah. Yep, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So, um, yeah. And there's and there's things that make it really easy. They are there are uh, vacuum sealing apparatuses that you uh, can get that mm. you know, you put on your mason jars that you can you know, put your dry goods in there and it'll suck that vacuum deal will suck all the air out you know and it's sealed up and you don't even have to use the oven method you know yeah. dry can but you can dry can your smokes. Like oh, you can yeah. dry can anything. You can literally dry can anything that's dry. Like if you don't want to, what am I thinking? Like you don't want to put soup in a jar and try to dry can soup. Like that's not going to work. But that's called canning. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actual canning. But if literally anything canning, is, yeah. if anything is dry, you know it's a dry good. You can dry can it. So chips, crackers, yeah. you name it. And I've talked about it before. I've ate I've ate Cheerios or cereal in general. That was five, six years plus past its expiration date. That's been dry canned, mm -hmm. so you know it's almost indefinite as long as you keep the air and the moisture out. Uh, Minotaur Carry says, "Where can we see more about this?" I'm sure the, there are millions or thousands, oh, yeah. at least hundreds of thousands of videos on YouTube. Yeah. Just do survival dry canning and, or just dry canning in general, and you'll be able to to find. Um, what's up, Mario? How are you? Mario. Are we who? Um, so I want to bring this up, and this is something that, uh, uh, you know, I, I know that small town, southern rural Arkansas uh, might be different than Ohio and Kentucky and, and East Texas. Uh, out there in the chat as well, I want to hear what you guys are saying do you guys have in your area, your town, your you know whatever? Do you guys have like community gardens? Um, oh yeah, We've yeah, got, that's like, that's, a, that's kind of a cool studio. place. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good place to uh, think about if your if your town doesn't have one, starting one up um, because you bring a lot of people that not just having a, a community garden is cool. But you start getting to meet different people that are specialized in specific things, and you like, oh man, I love learning how to grow those peppers or whatever, and, and all of that stuff. So uh, community gardens are kind of cool, for sure. Uh, Chris Clover, what about you guys? Any community gardens that you know of? They're not really popular around here. Yeah. <clears throat> nope. Interesting. And, and, and I figure it might have been, it might be a southern thing. I don't know. So it's not a southern thing. Because uh, here, community gardens is much like hunting on my property, um, and it's not a and it's you know it's not a good idea, anyway. And here's why it's not a good idea. Oh well, we're all going to get together as a community and we're going to have this garden. Well, when things fall apart, 
It's gonna be um, no. I'm not talking about you, yeah. No, I hate no, to tell no, you, uh, but I'm but I'm gearing up and I'm gonna go take everything in the garden. And if you try to stop me, I don't care if you if you if there's 16 people that help me grow it. I'm gonna shoot you dead on the spot. I'm gonna take every bit of it. Yeah, the I wasn't going do. down the community garden aspect but, yeah, of the yeah. Red Dawn. It's it's the idea of yeah. starting up a community garden for no other reason to learn how Experience. to grow other yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. You know what but I'm saying? You, know, you can, but you can grow stuff on your windowsill or your back porch. You folks. can, like, you, you know, know I'd, I'd say one of the easiest things in the world to grow, they say, is potatoes. Like it doesn't take much, right? Uh, um, so for me, potatoes or or, 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 or root or rooted place. rooted vegetables, if you will. If you, you live, know? if you live in a place, for me, not really. For me, Matt Damon grew it on Mars, dude. So I don't know what to tell you, you know. Yeah, well, he had to science the shit out of it too. So <laughs> literally, um, but, um, yeah. The um, for for me, just what, and, and neither one of these is anything like you would want to eat forever. I mean, I guess they're great yeah. to embellish things or go with things. If you're hunting, I guess it'd be okay for flavoring. But uh, for around here, at least for East Texas. You know, for the most part, it's dry. For the most part, it gets hot in yeah. the summer. So that season, tomatoes and peppers and okra around here are insane. I mean, insanely easy to grow. Um, one thing that you talk about that is a superfood, that is a yep. root vegetable, that is e super easy to grow, and in yep. most places in the United States could be grown year-round, are radishes. And there's a lot oh, of variety yeah. of radishes, oh, yeah. too. Oh, and yeah. radishes are a superfood, so... You get a lot of nutrients from radishes. Yeah, radishes. Real quick, uh, G23, $50 Super Chat. Appreciate you. He says, Thanksgiving is Thursday. Let's remember the men and women who are yeah. down range and won't be able to be with the family. Uh, got a whole speech for that coming up. But, yes, you are correct. Thank you for that, brother. Uh, Mario Mosin's out there. What's going on, brother? Good to see you checking in. Good to see you checking in. Um yeah, radishes, you could do a lot of things with. Radishes are one of those things. Uh, okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Love it. Uh, thanks, brother. Um, but, you know, a lot of radishes, people are like, oh, they taste bad. Really? Like, for me, radishes kind of just take on the flavor of whatever the hell they're in with, right? You know? So, so you can quarter, take you some radishes at some time. Take them, quarter them, season them, wash them, obviously, and all that stuff. Quarter them, season them up really, really well, uh, and then roast them. Oh, yeah, sure. And they're very similar. That's a, like a keto potato, roasted potato type thing. Sure. But very similar to a – the texture is not quite there and stuff, but very similar, right? Here's another yeah. thing that folks don't realize, and I didn't even know this until, you know, I had a garden one year, and I just – I was crushing it because I was rotating them out. Radishes are kind of one-and-done thing. It's not like a plant that comes up and you pick the yeah. radishes off sure. of it, right? Like sure. once you yeah. pull them up, they're gone. So you have to rotate and make sure, okay, I'm going to plant these this week. I'm going to plant some more next week you know that type of thing every few days and then you're you're rotated and by the time you get back to the first ones that you pulled out of the ground you know you're planting those you've got plenty more ready to go but yeah. um with radishes they dry they dehydrate and dry really well yeah great call so uh, like par yeah. yeah yeah parsnips is very similar uh yeah. also superfood but um uh what was i saying with the with the radishes thing oh the one thing that i had so many radishes and i was throwing away the radish tops 
Mm. The radish tops. Okay, yeah, yeah. I kid you not, texture-wise, they're a little bit different. So yeah. a little bit, but again, in a situation to where you're starving and you have to eat, you could very easily get used to it because I ate them multiple, multiple times without even getting mm. used to it. Uh, but right. radish tops are very similar to turnip greens. Interesting. So you could literally eat the entire radish plant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris out there says, greens from Georgia. Eggs can be stored at room temperature by putting eggs in a bucket of water. If you have fresh uh, eggs. Yes. Not um, commercial eggs. Sykes says, five-gallon buckets are great planters. Five-gallon buckets can be used yeah. for a lot of different things, man. So, um, um, there was something I was, there was a point I was going to make real quick with, with radishes. I mean, you don't make any points real quick, so let's just be honest about that. Uh, there so. was something that I was going to do. What was, oh, what I was going to say about radishes real quick is that the radish tops, if you're not going to. Hey, real quick, uh, bearded guys out of here. Hey, good night, man. Have a great night. Happy Thanksgiving. If you're, if you're not going to be here, man, uh, happy Thanksgiving bearded guy. Good seeing you again. Sorry. Go ahead. But the radish tops or anything else just about that comes out of your garden, if you can um, trap and capture, let's say, rabbits in your area and build hutches and, and raise rabbits, then that's food for your rabbits, right? So you, you can use just about anything is what I'm getting at. On to the egg thing. Um, eggs are pretty amazing. A lot of people don't realize. And a lot of people, they'll get fresh yard eggs and they'll, they'll oh, I got to wash the poop off of them and blah, blah, blah or whatever, right? And it's like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, I, I remember growing up, my great-grandmother, grandmother, whatever, I mean, I, I, even I raised chickens for the, for the longest, like through high school and stuff. Um, you gather the eggs and you put them in a basket and you literally put them just in the kitchen on the table or wherever, literally. And they would be there for weeks and for weeks with zero refrigeration. And so... As long as you use them and you marked them and kept them rotated or whatever, and yeah. you you could wash them before you use them, but sure. don't but don't wash them until you're ready to use them. Why is that? Well, there's a reason that poop and dirt sticks to the eggs in the first place, and that's because there's a film on those eggs that guess what? There's an antibacterial film that protects those <laughs> eggs. So commercial eggs are, first of all, with all the synthetics and the hormones and the other crap that they're feeding the chickens to get those sucks. So if you've got your own chickens and you're going organic, I guess that's one thing. But, um, um, you know, yeah, be careful with your, with your commercial eggs. Uh, but, yeah, definitely with commercial eggs, they'll still, they'll still keep. Don't get me wrong. Um, mm. But you need to, you know, they'll keep for quite some time, but you do definitely want to float them uh, on your commercial eggs. So if you're buying a bunch at one time or, or whatever, but yeah. Yep. Um, there is a, uh, a part of this um, that I think gets forgotten. Uh, we're talking about gardening and, and different foods and, <clears throat> excuse me and all of that stuff um but like herbs and medicinal plants are something if we're talking about prepping um a lot of people don't think about if you're going to grow a garden or whatever you know 
don't be afraid to get involved in the herb game. I'm not talking herb like, you know, I'm smoking herb. No, like like legitimate herbs and, and, and all of that. A lot of them can be used for medicinal reasons. Um, we talk about all the time, like if you're prepping for that Red Dawn scenario, make sure you have uh, your medications, right? Um, whatever that is. And we all know that eventually those medications are going to run out. I mean, eventually they're going to run out. If if you're in that red dawn, the first place a lot of people are going to go, we're going to go to the pharmacy. And they're going to get every little bit of diabetes or blood pressure medication or whatever. Eventually that shit's going to go away. Not saying you have to go down this road, but you might think about it. Research what kind of medicinal plants and herbs are good for high blood pressure. What are good for you know, high cholesterol. What are cinnamon. good for this? Absolutely. But what I'm saying is, pressure is cinnamon. Yeah. Yeah. But be willing. And when you start to think about it, if you're going to start your own guard and all that, there are medicinal plants and herbs that can give you a great health benefit as well. Um, so a lot of people that, that, that is when you talk about food and because people don't think of that stuff as food. Um, that's part of maybe a grow a, a garden or whatever that you might want to think about is man i know my wife has this or my husband has this and you know what's a really good herb or a medicinal plant that's going to help uh with high blood pressure oh really well i need to grow some of that you know what i'm saying like there's there are a lot of things that people don't think about you know aloe vera like is one aloe thing vera. That, like, like man. real aloe vera is, is yeah. like we used to have an aloe vera plant on our on our outside thing and i just you know we out there smoking i just picked the end of it and you know i mean it's it's crazy it aloe grapes ferns rashes like it's good for amazing yeah 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 um and there's there's a lot of stuff that are not edibles that are uh like what you're talking about and they're not going to be edibles yeah. but yeah you definitely want to to grow that stuff or at least know uh, where garlic they grow. you said cinnamon and chris is saying garlic also yes mm -hmm. um yeah now you know knowing where that stuff grows maybe not even growing it but that's what I'm this saying. is knowing true where no, that's true too yeah you know, naturally back yeah. To, so this goes back to food i've been made fun of and you i know you got some new people in the chat so maybe they've heard of this but the 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 ogs the regular folks out there have heard me talk about this before and that's poke salad yeah people are like poke salad what's poke salad well we used to go in the woods at school and pick poke, poke salad by the grocery sack fulls for the teachers um and then they would pay us like they would give us enough to buy an ice cream at reset you know what i mean next day's recess or something usually for going sure. out there and picking a thing and poke salad is a plant that grows in the wild uh, around here like crazy by the way um and it's essentially spinach it's mm -hmm. very 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 similar to spinach and so uh as far as nutrition as far as everything else and the way that you prepare it and cook it now it can um you know, poke salad is, is one of them things that, you know, you need to pair boil it a few times. And, you know, there's some prep that goes into it. I don't think it would kill you, but it potentially could make you sick if you didn't pair boil it. Yeah. You know, prepare it, right? But a lot of things are going to be that way, right? Uh, but yeah. just like that, knowing that you've got a field of poke salad somewhere nearby, you could go, you know, pick off some stuff. And you don't even have to tend to it. It naturally grows, right? You know, you yeah. got to protect it. Maybe keep other people from coming by and stealing all of it. Um, but the same way goes for a lot of roots, right? And 
and um, leaves and other things that you would use for medicinal purposes. Absolutely. Uh, Chris, Kyle, uh, bring you guys in. Didn't know if you guys had anything as far as uh, medicinal plants or herbs or anything that um, that you've ever looked into for, you know, like I have high cholesterol and high blood pressure. So, I mean, I know that there are certain things out there that if, if I run out of medication long term that will help. You know what I'm saying? Have you guys ever looked into that kind of stuff? I honestly haven't. Um, I was going to say one thing. You're young, though. You're young. You've got, you know, you probably don't have any health issues. I currently don't have any physical ailments except for, you know, typical wear and tear. But um, I have heard that if you eat a lot of garlic, it'll keep the mosquitoes away. And that could could play a role in, you know, whatever environment you're rolling around. Like, we got mosquitoes like a mug because I'm in the Ohio River Valley. So yeah. summertime mosquitoes are pretty bad. But. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and that's a real thing here. Mosquitoes are bad. I'm I'm very lucky that historically I could be in a swarm of mosquitoes and they won't bite me. But my wife and daughter, they'll just absolutely attack. Well, uh, we have flighting bites, uh, f- flighting bites, biting flies here. Good lord. They have biting biting flies and they're they're pretty massive flies and they hurt. Um and like the bug spray, nothing. But if if you're out there and you have the biting flies or mosquitoes or anything like that, um vinegar can go a long way. You get a little spray bottle of half half water vinegar. Now you're gonna smell like vinegar, but in that situation, do you really care? So that is that's something you can always do like that. Uh, someone was going to say something. I heard someone talking. Go ahead. Oh, I was you were talking about mosquitoes, and I was like lemongrass. Oh, yeah. Lemongrass is mm-hmm. something that if you got lemongrass stuff rolling around, it'll help kind of yeah. ward off mosquitoes as well. Um, peppermint, peppermint, you know, is a good one. Ginger is a good one. I'm trying to think of, some, I'm just thinking of some of the essential oils that my wife uses, and it's the same. It, goes for the plants but we already talked aloe vera valerian root yep. uh turmeric uh another good one man there's just so many uh <laughs> mandatory case is better smell like vinegar than ammonium that's true <laughs> yeah that, that's a that's a fair point uh sykes says the best insect repellent ever was was skin so soft from avon and they don't make it anymore i don't know anything about that i've heard, I've heard that believe it or not multiple really? multiple times i've heard that yeah i can't yeah, that stuff that. was amazing my parents yeah. put it on us when we were little kids yeah, yeah. they were I, I guess even growing up i didn't I gotta wonder by a lot of stuff so i never had to worry about getting bug spray on me or anything like that so, so i've heard that a bunch and i've never looked into it and even if you looked into it who knows that you're looking into a viable source a trustworthy source well but uh, i've got to wonder Chris I, both but you know. i've got to wonder what unholy man-made synthetic toxic concoction was in that that was keeping the mosquitoes away Oh yeah, I guess I never really thought about that. <laughs> that I say that, on top of, I say on that, top of that, I say that, half, I say that half joking. I say that half jokingly, but then I'm kind of serious too. But the other half yeah, is serious, because like yeah. yeah. I because yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So Kyle, did y'all use that shit in the field or something? No, I, 
I'm like Chris. Like that was just a thing around here in Kentucky. Like, Somebody, so you're growing up, growing up, you that's what yeah, you did. Somebody's, somebody's gonna with the skin so Somebody's gonna find a bottle of that one day, and uh, and they're gonna read the label, and it's gonna say DDT or something on the back of it. Well, you're also <laughs> yeah. talking about you're also talking about a, a time and place that Asian orange. When this was being made, it was also you could still smoke on airplanes too. So yeah, yep. just, you know, <laughs> let's just keep that in the back of our minds too. That, um, yeah. Just because something works for it may not be good. I don't know, but yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, um, I never, I never heard of skin so soft, so I, I don't know. I've heard of Avon, yeah. but I've never heard of the actual like product skin so soft. Avon so. had a lot of stuff. I tell you, another company that's still yeah. around that had a lot of stuff and similar to what we're talking about with roots and extracts and things is Watkins. Uh, my grandmother and them had I never tons, heard of Watkins of jars of stuff from Watkins. Yeah, so and so extracts and things. Yeah, but I also grew up in suburbia, so um, you know, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I never heard of Watkins. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, it was Avon. Avon was the one that was, was that the one that gave the pink Cadillac away to the top That's sales Mary person. That's Mary, Mary Kay. Kay. Yeah. All right, my bad. All right. Yeah, I knew. I knew one of them was the. Uh, the pink Cadillac. Pink Cadillac. Yep. We're an hour and a half in, guys. We're not going to keep you guys much longer. Uh, I've got the next podcast next week. I, I, I want to start talking about cooking, whether it's campfire cooking or um, different things, right? Uh, cooking and maybe like fire. limited. Mm, and make fire. Um, but not necessarily talking about how to make fire. Well, obviously that'll probably come up, but, um, like there is certain things that you have to understand when it comes to campfire cooking. Uh, like Clover was saying, there are certain, uh, natural things that can be utilized as food as long as they're prepared a certain way. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. I've reached out actually to some people in the uh, field craft um, survival realm of YouTube to come on. So um, that'd be kind of cool maybe to get some of these 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 uh, survivalists out there, or people that are in that realm that know what they're talking about, to give a little bit more detail and stuff. I think it'd be kind of cool as well. But um, but yeah, not necessarily the prepping side, but actually when you start talking about field craft and, and bushcraft if you will and uh, that'd be kind of a cool thing um, as well but we're, we're, we're going to continue these because like i said one it's fun for me to talk about i'm learning stuff as we go but two people seem to enjoy it so um i hope you guys are still enjoying it um real quick uh chris i want to give you a few minutes to talk about uh first of all happy thanksgiving i'm thankful for your friendship my, my brother um and looking forward to see you in January. But let people know where they can find you. What kind of um, what kind of projects you got going on? Um, we're actually going to have a Wednesday night live chat tomorrow night. So oh, nice. Okay, cool. Forward to that. Uh, that'll be at nine Eastern. Um, yeah, I got a lot of just got a lot of stuff coming up. Got some more optic reviews. Going to be working with a couple new companies that just came in and. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Happy Thanksgiving to you. That's a great time tonight. I learned a lot. This is kind of a topic I don't have 
much to say on, but I'm learning a lot. So well, and that's that's what this is all about is um, just having a conversation and um, you know I never heard of some of the stuff that we were people out there were talking about tonight and some of the stuff that Clover you know I had no experience with it. Um, but that's really what it's all about is, is having people in a conversation to benefit everybody. Right. Uh, but yeah, thanks for going. Happy, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you, my brother. Uh, bring in Kyle. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, man. Um, I know you're looking forward to next week and all of that. Um, I know we talked a little bit about Anderson and all that. Um, Yeah, man. I wanted I wanted to say a couple things, but I'll I'll, I'll do that in private. I, I want to say thank you uh, for for one. I've already talked to you many times since that, but um, thank you, and you know what it's for. Um, but more importantly, thank you for uh, it's been great this last year getting to know Kyle. Kyle's a brother of mine now, and um, you know we met a, a year or so ago. We had you on the show, and kind of just clicked, and it's it's, it's really cool where friendship leads to out of middle of nowhere right so i like golden girls thank you for being thank you for being a friend yeah <laughs> yes, um, no it's it's really cool and i and I, I i i appreciate everything um and appreciate the kind of person you are as well so uh thank you for everything uh if you want to go over people that weren't here earlier things that you can talk about with anderson which i know there's a, some stuff and especially this time of year there's not a whole lot you can talk about because the releases will come up in january and stuff but I know you guys have been crazy ass busy for sure. Yeah, it, but I can speak in generalities here. Um, yeah. Everybody knows the bolt action is the next big thing coming out. Um, but also look for some expansions to the pistol line. Um, look for some expansion to some new accessories available uh, for the build your own guys out there as far as the AR 15, AR 10 platforms go. Um, you know, I, I, I'm excited just. The steps that Anderson's taken since I've been there, it, it is so fun watching us grow and kind of expand into different things and mm. and really just getting that R&D department fired up and, like, really firing with the engineer team. And it, it's really cool to watch, man. And um, that's all I want to say about that, guys. Check it out, andersonmanufacturing.com. Uh, Ghost, yeah. I am thankful as well for your friendship, uh, really everybody on the panel's friendship. Um but guys in the chat, if you haven't watched the Jarhead podcast, the most recent one, mm. check it out. Um, man, that one really hit home, Ghost. So, um, and the, they definitely that. need to get that that crisis line shit figured out. Uh, that's that's some, that that's no shit, no man. That that's 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 some stuff that pisses me off. Um, yeah. The 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 crisis hotline. People don't understand, like, for the average prideful person to make the decision to call for help. Yeah. That's a very prideful thing, right? That's huge. Um, that's a huge step. And when someone calls a crisis hotline twice within a six-hour span and get an answering machine, hmm. Uh, and then not even call back. Um, like I said, I, I've i been a huge proponent of the Veteran Crisis Hotline for th four years now. 
longer, but I mean, as far as this show, it's been a, it's been a weekly addition to my spiel. Under no obligation, I'm not in. I don't have a contract with them. They're not. It's it's all been because it's something that I believed in, and, and I'm not saying that I'm not going to believe in them again. But uh, I've reached out to them. I've reached out through some channels that I know and friends that I know that have access to some of these. And we're going to get that shit fixed one way or the other. Um, that's, that's bullshit. That's bullshit for sure. Thanks for coming on brother. Uh, happy yep. Thanksgiving to you and your, and your family. And uh, I won't talk to you next week, obviously, but I want you to be safe, but I want you to have an absolute blast with your brothers. Hey, we might chime in live from the deer camp. You never know. You might as well, bro. I'm going to send you a link and uh, <laughs> all hell might break loose, but we'll have a good time with it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know any of them, but tell them I say uh, thank you and, and hope you guys have a fun, safe time, right? Hell yeah. Thank uh, you, brother. You got it, brother. Uh, Clove. What? I am not I am not thankful for you whatsoever. You make, Screw you, you make, too, man. You, 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 do you understand how hard it is being your friend? Like, uh, it's about as hard as it is being your to be quite honest with you. you I sit here for an hour and 40 freaking minutes. And it do nothing but just take insults from you because mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. You hadn't had enough of your grape crayons today. I don't know. What, I, what I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. So, um, some days are just like that, brother. And uh, you, uh, you make being oh. your friend difficult sometimes, but uh, you take, you take, uh, <laughs> you take a lot of my bullshit too. So it's all good. No, I love you, brother. And uh, thank you for all that you do. Um, if you were going to do anything, like we're sort of now that the podcast is over with, are you doing anything or, or are you just kind of sitting around your pajamas all day? I'm filming stuff for Amazon. Pretty regular. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Even you're at right. Airbnbs, you know, um, man, I'm trying to get on track. So, um, I, I did secure a, uh, uh, sponsor, uh, infinite defense, yeah. you know, the infinity targets Yeah, uh, sure. for the, uh, 75, I thought you said imp uh, impudent. Uh, I was like, impudent. damn, I don't know if I, impudent. I don't know if I want the, I don't, impudent I don't think I'd want that target. Uh, well, impudent defense, isn't that called Viagra? So you got a sponsor <laughs> with Viagra? That's awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'd be okay Rock with on, that. Bro. <laughs> I would be okay with that. Oh, shit. But, Sykes, uh, you go to SHOT Show Ghost every year, brother. Every uh, year. Best week of the year. It's, it's, it's definitely my favorite week of the year. Yep. Chris is up there. Chris is up there nodding. He knows what to do. Now, Kyle's over there cussing. because Kyle, Kyle's a guy I fucking hate SHOT Show. If you're on the industry <laughs> side of it, SHOT Show is a whole different experience, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, swear, I swear to you guys, I'm excited still. Everybody said my second year I wouldn't be, but. Dude, I'm pumped. I, dude, no, I'm pumped. It's what you make of it, man. And and, and is yeah. it long, hard hours for everybody? Yep. It is. Yeah. Um, you but know, Clover and I. That's part of the beauty. That's right. Clover and I were fortunate enough to uh, see some of the uh, industry side of setting up and some yeah, of the crap that they go through that. for Range Day and for the booth and all that. Um, I have a newfound, not that I didn't have a respect for him before, but I have a newfound respect for, uh, the crap that you guys go through with, with shot. So, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, G23 says if the money's right, Clover will show you that. 
Uh, oh, she'll, 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 you oh. know, that the money's right. You will, she'll, it'll also show it if, if the money was all right. All about the money. 23 is all about the money. 24 is going to be all about more money. That's right. More money, more money, more money. Uh, Sykes says he's going to be at shots. That'd be kind of cool. So we'll, there you, you know, go. reach out, man. We're, we're around. You've got to find us and keep up. But yeah, we're around. You do. Um, Orange Crayolas have a, calming agent and it goes take two before <laughs> uh i haven't i haven't taken many orange crayons maybe i'm maybe maybe that is something i need to look into if it has a calming agent i need a lot of that sometimes you know okay. especially being around clover you know just saying no 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 uh, for us yeah we're just gonna hang out and have a <clears throat> fun dinner or lunch. We always do things because it's more of a lunch thing for us. <clears throat> and we'll watch the Cowboys play football. Um, I want to, I want to say thanks to everybody that's out there that, um, watches this fiasco every week. Everyone that supports the channel. I'm not talking about financially. Obviously my channel members are, and people that buy from the store or whatever. Love you guys. Thank you so much. But more importantly, just people that are, Supporting the channel by watching the videos, sharing the videos, coming to these chats, just hanging out, being part of my online family. Uh, people that know me know that I, um, I have a very, 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 very small inner circle in my life, and I have a little bit bigger outer circle. Um, but then, um, but I keep friends and family uh, very, very close. I, I think that's too many circles, I, but I'm just saying. Well, you know, I, I. I the thing about circles is I can't get lost in a circle because eventually you'll end up where you start off. So I'm not very smart. So I need to know that I could end up where I started it if I just keep walking. So circles are important to me. That's right. um, so, yeah. Uh, more importantly. Um, just keep the jerks know, I, out of them and, and we'll be good. There's, there's a joke in there somewhere. That's exactly. Yeah. There's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Since we were talking uh, about shot show, anyway, yeah, right, yeah, 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 um, for sure. No, but uh, I, I really, really appreciate the friendships that I've made of the last seven years on YouTube. It's gonna be, it's crazy. It's gonna be seven years in June, man. Seven years. So it's six and a half years right now. I've been doing this. It's some of the, some of my closest friends in the world I met through this damn YouTube thing, and uh, I, I'm a fairly uh, loyal person but i also demand loyalty to me uh sounds kind of a weird way of putting it but if i'm going to be loyal to you i expect you to be loyal to me and if you're not then bye type thing i'm a very um when you're dead to me there's no coming back from that so um and i made a lot of really great friends through this thing and some of them out there um you know, our Clover Tech, as much as I hate the dude and as much as literally we do not agree on 98% of our lives. That's not true. Um, no, it's not true. It's not, not true. true. We uh, disagree on we, about We disagree on about 10% of our lives, and that's more yeah. gun shit than anything. Yeah. Um, but, no, we actually agree on most of it. But, no, it's, 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 it's really cool meeting people like Kyle and Chris and, and Chase and Snob and, and all these people out there, Gary, people that I've met in person, um, it's 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 kind of a cool thing. So I want to say thank you to everyone that I've and gotten to meet Gary. in person. Can't forget drunk. Drunk Gary, Gary is amazing. Person. That's an amazing person right there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, sober Gary's a little bit of a, of a uh, eh, you know, just kidding. No. Uh, but drunk Gary, drunk Gary, I'll party with. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's, it's been great knowing and meeting all these people and, and people that I haven't met out there. The G23s, the New York Outcasts, the Sykes, the mandatory carries of the world that are here all the time and, and all that. Um, you know, thank you for just like I said, thanks. And Thanksgiving is special. And, and the biggest thing that I always say is, is I don't want you to be sad and I don't want you to change anything that you do differently. But when you are saying grace over your meal or whether you're giving a toast before your meal, all I ask is maybe just remember that there's a lot of men and women that are overseas right now that could not come home and be with their families. Um, not a big deal because you know what? We raised our right hand and we knew what we were doing when we left. That said, just remember them. Say thanks to them. Thank you for allowing us to be free, and thank you for allowing us to to have our family gathering when you can't be around your family. Once again, not trying to make it a sad thing, not trying to make it anything else. I was there. I've been gone for Thanksgivings and Christmases and birthdays and and Fourth of Julys and all that. And as much as it sucks, I don't want you to think that it's a bad time because Kyle will probably tell you also. They do a pretty damn good job taking care of us when we're when we're not home um, for Thanksgiving and Christmas. They do as best they can. It, yep. Does it suck? Yes, but it's not as bad as people think. But um, it, it does mean a lot um, to maybe just say thanks to them. Um, so, um, yeah. Um, that's all I got, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Guys, get to the range. Be more proficient with your firearms. Stay in tune with the local, state, and federal two-way legislation. Make sure that your elected representatives are doing their jobs. If not, guess what? 2024 is an election. You'll get their asses out there and find someone that will take care of what you want them to take care of. More importantly, guys, enjoy your freedoms of being American, one of which is to keep and bear arms. More importantly, hug your kids. Tell them you love them. Tell a friend that you love them, especially if you're a brute, you know, dude, I'm an alpha. I'm an alpha wolf guy and a guy. I have a very big ego. I have a lot of pride. I love these guys, and I have no problem saying that I love them. Don't ever let a moment go by to tell your family or friends that you love them because you may not get another opportunity to do that. So tell your kids, tell your friends, tell your family that you love them. Have fun being around. Holy cow. There you go. Gizzard Gary, $10 for the troops. Appreciate you. Love you too, Gary. Um, yeah, don't be afraid to tell this time of year, man, this time of year, tell your friends and family that you love them. And don't be afraid to tell someone uh, that you love them because you know what? That might be the thing that keeps them going and you might not have an opportunity to do it again. Guys, we'll see you soon. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week. Simplify. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you like this one and want to check out some of our other podcasts, we invite you to check out the Jarhead podcast, the Ghost and Clover podcast, and the Speed Limit 155 podcast. We also like to invite you to check out our YouTube channel, Ghost Tactical. If you're into the firearm world and the lifestyle of the, of the firearm community, go check that out. And obviously, go check out our website, ghosttactical.us, to check out all of our projects, our swag, our stores and our discount codes. Once again, thanks for always supporting the podcast, and we'll see you soon. Simplify.